Hi everyone, welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. My name is Farhana Cannon and I'm the founder of iMedia Exposure. Be sure to go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to our podcast, Brand Boutique Elite. I have a very special guest here today, Jay Luckgrove, all the way from the UK. He is an amazing digital marketer and we're going to share some really great tips today on how you can utilize digital marketing to grow your following and grow sales. So thank you so much for being here today. No worries at all, Fahana. Thank you very much for having me. So tell us a little bit about, you're the managing partner of GL UK. How did you get started and you know how did you get into digital marketing? Sure, um, I came in it, so myself and my founder, um, the uh, he's the G and I'm the L. Um, so he's uh, always been a very technical person and I have never been that. I've always been sat on the sales side and we worked in different um, industries and also the same industries throughout our careers. But we didn't necessarily find that there was content that was speaking to both of us. As a salesperson, I wanted the high level, um, this is what it is and this is how it can help. And as a technical person, he wanted something a lot deeper. So we started a podcast actually probably six years ago or so now um, as a way of seeing each other and hanging out. And uh, essentially that show kind of spun out into us thinking that, okay, well, we can create content like this. There's actually something very useful for businesses to be able to put across the full message, not just the stuff, the, the high level stuff for the salespeople or high level stuff for the customer, not the super in-depth stuff for a, for a techie, but a long form conversation where you can actually get into some of those, you know, both sides of it in an entertaining manner. I love your podcast and you have a variety of different guests on there. So tell us, you know, how did you pick podcasting and, you know, how has that grown your business? Sure. So um, podcasting for us, like I say, it was something that um, myself and my co-founder, Tony, were doing. We're best friends. OK, we, we were doing it as a way of seeing each other. We used to be in bands as kids. We now had these full time jobs. So we started a podcast outside of work as a way of, 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 of seeing each other and having a thing to do. We um, started a podcast called How to Write a Tune. And we sat down with different musicians every week and talked about well, you guessed it, like, you know, how, how we write songs. So we would go through um, and, and had a number of guests. From that show, uh, we, we were nominated for uh, an award and I was kind of sat at this award ceremony looking around and being like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been here six months ago. If we didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't be at this award show. And if it wasn't for the fact that someone had put a microphone in front of me and said, there's this thing, I may not have found a medium that I really enjoyed and, and, and sat well with me. We then started, um, we, we, we lent very heavily into providing podcast production essentially for people all over the world. Um, and we're relatively early innovators in that. So we were able to be part of conversations with companies like Nike and Beiersdorf and huge conglomerates when they were saying, well, who's the podcast person? Who should I talk to about podcasts? And we were like, well, you know, we've been doing this for two years when no one else has been doing it. And off the back of, of, of podcasting, we found we've expanded from just doing podcast production to also creating content across the board. So video, live streams like this and helping businesses and brands and how to get across your message without spending forever, um, you know, trying to create content or be a YouTube star. Yeah, it's de podcasts are definitely great. You can definitely utilize clips for your social media. 
you can get people that across the world that have never even known about you to come across your podcast. What are some, what are like the three top tips that you suggest for people that are launching their podcast or that have a podcast and aren't really finding that they're getting much traction? Um, have get so first and foremost be a guest on other shows if you're a podcaster and you want to get your show out there is nothing better I'm doing it right now um, than being on someone else's show because it's a way of speaking to a whole other audience so go be a guest on as many shows as you can and you're looking to introduce yourself and say you know if they enjoy an episode with someone they're already following and they hear you on it and they're like okay I might be interested then follow that show it's a really easy free way of going out and, and just expanding your listenership because podcast listeners listen to podcasts they're always looking for the new show going on other people's shows being a guest there is a really nice way of, of brand hacking i guess um and actually you know putting yourself in front of a whole other audience that might be interested the second is have great guests there are a lot of successful monologue shows, 100%. There's a lot of successful shows where it's one person and they're, they're you know, screaming at a microphone and doing a great job. However, if you're looking to increase your brand in the same manner that being a guest on a show, having a great guest means that you're going to bring some of their audience to your show. And again, they might then stay and become part of your audience. I have a show called The Jaily Show. The entire model is built on that have fantastic guests who have a big following within the platforms that I'm looking for. I have them on weekly and then I create, as you said beforehand, a number of pieces of content, which allows me to, to help with marketing, which actually leads me on to the third and the most, probably most important and, and easiest to see ROI, return on investment from having a podcast. And that is cutting extra content out of it. Uh, Farhana and I are going to have a conversation for you know half an hour, an hour, hour right now, which gives us a huge amount of time to take a two-minute clip, and that's that'd be great to release onto LinkedIn or a minute clip, and it could be released onto Instagram or a 15-second clip, and it could be released on a story. Um, it gives you a wealth of content, but most importantly, you're not having to speak to a guest and say great can you also do like a two-minute testimonial or you say something cool that i can use you don't need that you have an open conversation it's very easy everyone's been having conversations since they were born hopefully mm -hmm. um and you have a nice open chat and out the back of that you give yourself a chance to create smaller short form pieces of uh, video content or smaller short form audiograms someone can write a blog off the back of it you could take an image and pull it it gives you that first high level intro to content that you need um so i'd be a guest have guests and cut that content down as much as you can um to allow yourself to market the show more yeah i love having guests on when i started my podcast the reason why i kind of started it was we were in the middle of COVID and I had been used to going to lots of different events and meeting with different speakers and things like that and I know other people were used to that as well. And I found that, you know, that wasn't readily available. So I wanted to bring together like really interesting, cool people to share their stories and give tips and provide some free resources for people, you know, that were stuck at home and didn't really, you know, have the availability or didn't necessarily know who to go to. You know, my clients are always asking, oh, who does this? Or where can I get this? <laughs> 
And so I was like, okay, well, I'm finding and collecting these people. Like, let's just share their knowledge on a broader platform so it can help even more people. And it's great then because it's not selling. You know, it's it's if someone asks for a referral, do you know someone who's who can do this? Then chances are it's gonna it kind of moves down the sales process a little bit by you know you're getting in touch. Hi, I would like a thing, you know, Mister or Mrs. Then you know you're in a position where they're going to sell to you. Whereas having a wonderful open conversation like this, people can pick up information for free. They can go and be the master of their own story. They don't need to necessarily be that. So I think I think it's really clever what you've done by having guests on, which can just add value to your audience. Because I don't know if, if you found this, but I've certainly found it from having an interview show that I've learned so much from my guests. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a year in from doing a live show um, uh, on, on LinkedIn um at least twice twice a month and i've learned so much in that time like I, I didn't know that i was gonna i thought i was gonna interview interesting people and and have interesting conversations i didn't realize that i was going to be such a student and come away with like such an, a wealth of extra knowledge from talking to 25 26 experts across the world yeah, for sure. I've definitely picked up so many tips and have incorporated, you know, some of that information in like, you know, how I mm. operate. And I've brought in like a variety of different people from like mindset to digital marketing to entrepreneurship um, to people that have miscellaneous businesses that you would never necessarily think of, like, but they have their whole experience of being an entrepreneur and, and launching a successful business so it's definitely super interesting to like have all these different <laughs> guests on um so do you focus on so when people come to you and they say okay we want we have this podcast idea you know how do you break it down for them like what how do they how do you work with them and how do you take the clips and you know find those nuggets that are like okay let's do this 15 seconds or this one minute and that is um <clears throat> that's absolutely the question so i essentially here i can give you a breakdown this is the <clears throat> excuse me this is the this is the secret source okay this is the the full breakdown of how of, of how we go about it and it's not rocket science it's just having a process is the only way if you're gonna use content marketing effectively, if you're gonna release regular content, the only way to do it is to get lots of processes in place where you know that you can just have, you know, I can put something in the top of this funnel and it can pop out and I'm gonna have a number of pieces of content on the back end that I can schedule for the future knowing it's gonna happen. So first and foremost, look at um, how often do you want to post? If you're using, you know, how often are you posting at the moment? Are you posting twice a week, let's say, just as an example? Okay, I'm posting twice a week, in which case I need um, eight posts for a month or 48 posts off the top of my head um, over six months. Okay, well, 48 posts over six months isn't that difficult, especially if you're saying that you're doing, you know, well, a live show a week at the moment, then you know you're going to add content into it. But what we would say is if you're looking to post 48 times, let's work backwards. What are you going to post? How often are you going to post video? In an ideal world, half of those posts. How often are you going to post images? And from there on, we would work back up the, up the chain, essentially, to, okay, well, in that case, we need a podcast that is on video where you're going to interview guests so we can take out uh, enough one-minute clips from that show we're also going to need you to create content directly 
um, you know, for instance, to back up the messaging. But looking at 48 posts seems like a, a scary prospect for some people. And then you start to break it down and say, well, we have four core services. We have four core services. Okay, cool. Well, uh, on each of those core services, you could do 12, you know, we're now looking at 12 messages. So let's talk about your core service. How does that come up from? Like, you know, what, what you're trying to achieve. You, if this is one of the things you do as part of your business, tell me some anecdotes about it. Talk through it. And from there, you'll start to come up with, okay, well, that actually, I worked with this client and we did yada, yada. This person I helped doing blah, blah, blah. Well, that ends up being, that's really helpful. That's that's the useful, valuable content, not telling people how you do it or trying to sell to them. You know, 9.99, we have, no, no one cares. Um, instead, talking about anecdotal times of when things, you you know, you have solved a solution, that's really useful because I, as a like me as a buyer, I'm able to put my, 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 myself in those shoes and say, okay, well, I might not have the same problem, but actually I have this problem. Can you help with that? So that's the way to go out of it. Having those content themes in mind when you know that you need to post these 48 posts or these four different themes 12 times, it's not that much over, over the, you know, a six-month period. It's only a couple of posts here and a couple of posts there. So that feeds back up to your podcast and your show go and get guests that can talk about, and that might be someone internal, that might be someone who already works in the business, they might be an expert here, they might be an expert there, but let's have five, six conversations where we can pull out two minutes from each, or two clips from each, and then we've got, from those six conversations, we've got our 12 posts for a theme. When you break it up like that, understanding what you're going to release and what the frequency releases, you can actually reverse engineer to, I need to do more podcasts or I only need to do one podcast to deliver what I'm looking to do. Yeah, I love that breaking it down into themes. That's what we do with our clients when we're building out our content calendars. Each week we'll have a theme. Mm. And the theme comes from maybe it's the guest on the podcast and their expert knowledge. So we'll talk about that kind of stuff for the week. Get people excited um, that we're doing this live. Totally. And you know, if they missed it, they can also go back and watch it on YouTube or listen to it on um, the podcast. And so we do themes like that. If, if our client doesn't have a podcast, we look at what's going on in their business. What are they speaking at an event? Is it a particular thing going on in the world? Um, there's all these quirky holidays too. <laughs> so we'll incorporate that if they're relevant to the client. So these are like, I love that you're doing themes or suggested that because it helps people focus in. It's like, okay, well, if you look at it every day, it's something different. It becomes a little bit overwhelming, but when you know exactly yeah, when you know that there's like a topic at and you can't like at on mind, like, okay, this is what we're gonna talk about. Seven one post a day, seven pieces of content, and you know what the topic is. It's mm. And generally, we'll do you know the podcast, the blog post, um, and then like taking the clips and then creating some graphics um, and just putting it all together. And it makes it a lot easier. And it's great to just get your content done that way. Exactly. Oops, bash my camera, but absolutely, no, exactly. And then it becomes an, an achievable thing. And I think the problem that a lot of people have just moving into any kind of like 
content marketing is like, wow, how am I going to create four videos? What am I going to talk about? I want to release a video every week. What am I, what am I going to talk about? But if you take a step back and start to talk to people, like you've been working in this business for how long? What do you talk about every day? You know, let's go and get a salesperson up here. Cool. What do you say on the phone? Great. No, not that, but I get the idea now, right? Like let's, let's use that. And you'd be surprised how so quickly people can go from, I don't know, have anything to say to, oh, 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 and, and we could also talk about, oh, no, we, last week we did this, or, oh, last year we did this. And it's just opening people's mind to the fact that what you do is really interesting, right? It, 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 especially to a niche, it might not be, uh, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian's Instagram and be wholly, wholly interested by, you know, millions of people, but if you're a brand, if you're a business looking to put your services in front of people, you don't need to be all over the world. You need to be talking to your niche. And what you do is interesting. It's how you do it is interesting. Like the way you go about it, if you're good at what you do, and let's, you know, hope you are. Otherwise, you've got bigger problems in marketing. Um, but uh, how you do it, that, that's what I want to see. And, and ultimately, there's so many competitors. Uh, I, I run a content creation agency, throw a stick in the middle of London, and you'll hit seven or eight of those, right? Um, how do we differentiate ourselves? Well, it's us. It's, it's what we do. It's, it's the people within the business. And that's, that's what we're posting out is the way that we do things and making sure that we're putting that message out allows people to see very quickly. Yes, I do want to work with them or I don't want to work with them. Um, but also understand some of the messaging that you're going to be talking about and, and hopefully understand some of the offering as well. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you brought up Kim Kardashian. I have so many clients that are like, we're posting on social media and you know, nothing's happening. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so there's, you know, there's tons of strategies that you can do. You want to build your community and engage with your community, not just post, um, but you also need to be good at what you do and be able to share that story so it resonates with people. And people need to understand <coughs> what they're working with, you know, they need to feel like, oh, I, I know what you guys do and I like you and, you know, I, I want to, you know, beyond that and then they think like there's so many people that think oh yeah we're gonna just start doing social media and we're gonna end up like kim kardashian yeah and 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 and, and you could do if you put the same amount of work in that she has if you're willing to have a tv a camera a crew follow you around for a decade of your life if you're willing to do photo shoot after photo shoot then yeah sure then maybe you're your, your Instagram page will do really well, right? <laughs> She's, there's so much work that entirely, you know, all of the Kardashians are put into getting where they are. Mm -hmm. But people see what they, it's the same with YouTube. People are like, great, but I'm not, I'm barely getting any hits. And I'm like, ah, are you? Because if you're getting 200 hits in a video, that's 200 more than you ever had before. It's, it's relative to your size and what you're getting out there. And look at any of the influencers, any of the big influencers, none of them, it, you know, it's everyone's an overnight success after 10 years of hard work. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always the case. You're building something. And that's why I think focusing what you talk about um, to your niche, make it interesting to those people who will care. Don't try and you can't please all the people all the time. So don't try. Try and speak to the people that you'd want to speak to anyway. And, you know, the kind of content that you would like, if you, it, it, providing you're, you're someone who would purchase from you, um, if you're, you're your ideal client, then 
great content that you would like push out messaging that you would go hey what's that and take another second to do it because if you don't your competitor will someone else will put out the message and people spend so much money employing good people and finding great staff and investing in people have to invest in people invest in people then let those people show off who they are to the world and get them out there because a you've invested a bunch into them and two that is the benefit your business give i can find your service i say it to everyone every business we've ever worked with i can find your i can find what you're doing right now that someone else is doing it and i can find it cheaper uh i can find it better maybe don't know i can you know but i can find it that quick so you've got to show me who you are if I'm going to look through 10 different versions of uh, of your business, show me who you are so I'm more interested in, in working with you and not just finding the cheapest thing. Yeah, for sure. People like working with people that they like and that they feel like that person gets them. You know, generally, I will speak at an event and then the people that I've had conversations with prior to me getting up on stage or the people that like come to the back of the room and we have a chat after – those are the people that I end up working with because, you know, those are the ones that are like, oh, like, you know, I, I get her, like, and I feel like she would get us in our, in our industry, in our business. And I know that she knows what she's talking about and, you know, being on podcasts and things like in that people are hearing you speak in a more natural way kind of gets people to kind of feel familiar and comfortable with you you know there's tons of people that are like oh yeah i watch people that i've known for years that are like oh i watched your podcast um i know you did something like that but now i know a little bit more and you really know what you're talking about and it's like yep okay but once I, I, and, and i always did I always knew what I was talking about. The only difference I'm doing now is putting that message out there. We, we had exactly the same thing happen to us. We we started doing the Jaylee show, which is, is is my podcast and and LinkedIn live show. But when we started it, the concept was a daily show. So I was doing like a minute of video all the time. Literally within a month, I had my own clients asking me if 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 they could still afford to work with us because we were doing so well. And I'm like, no, 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 yes. You, you yes you can still afford us don't leave us please don't leave us like you know stay with us we need you guys nothing's changed from two months ago apart from that we're now just releasing content as well but the perception that people take from that straight away is that you're killing it you must be making so much money you're able to release it and i was literally making videos on my phone hi guys jay here blah 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 it was shaky and it was a mess and it was all filmed like this and not this and all all, all the things i tell people not to do now but just the reaction of that within our own network, our own customers, our own you know people we've been working with were like, wow, saw so you doing stuff, you're killing it. Oh my God, you're killing it. And we're like, ah, oh, you know, probably not as much as we were before. In fact, we've had some time free, which is why we started the show. <clears throat> you know, should have seen last year when we were absolutely you know, killing everything and there was, there was tons and tons and tons of stuff happening. Now, not so much, but people don't see that. And if you're gonna stay quiet about it, people will never see it and you can't then catch momentum get on the, you know business begets business sales refers sales you know talking to people about one thing they will then say hey i know someone and it'll get passed on yep for sure so this has been a crazy year and you know there's been so many people that have had to kind of put a shift in their business and you know what have you 
done with your clients that kind of helped recoup what the craziness of this year? We've been really lucky. We've been incredibly, incredibly lucky because um, when I started the business, my biggest worry was that historically in a um, recession, the first thing that gets cut is marketing, right? So marketing spend, and I, I run a marketing company. So that's always been the worry. Whereas I have to say from seeing what's happened globally this time or this this recession or this forced recession or, or whatever you want to call it, um, it seems like the first time where marketing isn't the first thing to go. In fact, it may be one of the last because businesses are understanding they need to keep that uh, output to catch whatever business is out there. So we've been in a great position to help so many businesses do that and keep their message out there. And, you know, thankfully for us, it's been a very, very busy time. And actually, we've expanded um, as opposed to, um, you know, decreasing. Like I know a lot of businesses have had to do. We've actually managed to take on some more staff, which is lovely. Um, we have got we've been very wide because we've been marketing ourselves the whole time and putting ourselves out everywhere we found a real diverse amount of business and i think we were saying before the show started one of the most the random ways that uh, i never thought we would help anyone we actually helped uh, the biggest hindu temple in europe to live stream their uh, saturday sermons I would never have, as a business, be, got, got, gone after churches or a religious entity and said, hey, do you want to do some digital marketing? Would never have thought of that. However, it's March, all of a sudden, places of worship are closed. And I'm able to help actually get that message out to what was in the end, tens of thousands of worshippers. And that's, you know, how wonderful. If it, however, your, you know, whatever your relationship is to religion, being able to help that many people from providing something like marketing, it's been a real benefit. And we've, uh, so many people have moved to virtual events or how to network this way, or and I need to push my message out. And we've been at the center of an awful lot of that, of helping people. Okay, well, this is a fun way of getting your message out. This is a live stream. This is a podcast. Uh, this is a video series. This is webinars. And everything in between um which to be honest has been a, it's been a real blessing because there was a lot of gloomy times and hard times for everyone during lockdown and you know all over the world i've seen it shift and we work with clients in australia we work with clients in the us and we've seen it hit at different times and it's been such a a joy to be able to help people get messaging out there and be positive and and help actually other businesses grow during such a a difficult and challenging time yeah, for sure. That's awesome. It, it is interesting that a lot of like, you know, religious entities are, you know, utilizing digital marketing. And it, this is the time where people realize that they need to keep their marketing in and grab that market share, even if the typical business as is wasn't as is anymore. <laughs> you know, you need to stay in front of people and you know i've gotten tons of ad campaigns looking at all these different kinds of products that are like retargeting and focused mm. on me and i've seen so many people try to build up their marketing plan and i've had a lot of people that are have been like okay so we need you and we're worried about money coming in because of the uncertainty in the world but we know we need to like do digital marketing. We know we need to have a plan. We need to sure. like, really actually, you know, what we were doing before, it, it's just not going to cut it these days. And so, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, and I'm sure you know that like you always have to keep 
trying something else, doing something else, you know, staying on top of the trends and like not being like, okay, well, I've been doing it for this way for the last X amount of time. <laughs> Let me just keep doing it and maybe whatever. It's especially nowadays, things are moving and changing and developing. And so for us, like, especially when we're managing clients and their mm. marketing, like we're always learning and figuring out innovative and interesting ways to help people get in front of their perfect client. But the nice thing is, is that now you can use analytics. It's not like, uh, you know, I always use this example, but 10 years ago, if, um, you know, we wanted to see if a marketing strategy worked, we'd make a thousand flyers, we'd put a thousand flyers through a thousand doors. And if the phone rang once, oh, that works, we should do it again. Um, there was no analytics to say that 999 people loved it, but the number was wrong. There's no analytics to say that actually it really upset half of the people that you posted that through to. And that kind of messaging is actually damaging your brand. There was only the, the little about bit of input that you got. Now with social media, being able to see, okay, when I have guests from the UK, my episode bombs desperately and no one listens. Good to know. I'm not going to get Jay back on the show or turning around and saying, when I have guests that talk about mindfulness and mindset, that really speaks to my audience. So now I can start to move my content and move actually my themes that we were talking about earlier. We can put those into, we can create new themes based upon people's responses. That was a very slow thing. You didn't necessarily get responses unless you got uh, you know, bad reviews or good reviews. And that is a very small section of people who see your content. Um, always blown away by how many people that I will see say back when the world was open I went to a, a networking event just before lockdown and in an industry I used to work in so I knew some people but was uh, bumped into 50 60 people and each each person I spoke to was like oh I saw those videos you release I saw the podcast love what you're doing really liked that and I kept saying to everyone could you then like could you like it because you don't Right. But the views are out there. So all these people are seeing the content, even though I'm not seeing the actual engagement, seeing the likes. So you got to make sure that you're putting it out there. It's not just about how much engagement you get. It's also about the fact it is in front of people, it is under noses. And not everyone wants to click like not everyone wants to make a comment, but they're still impacted by that content. They still see it. And they're, you know, part of that brand. Yeah, it's interesting to looking at analytics. I can see, you know, a thousand people like um, watched it, and then there's five people liked it. Sure. Yeah. And 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 you're like, well, why? What? What did, 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 does did nine hundred ninety-five of those people hate me? Chances are no, but it's very easy to get lost in as well, especially as people who work in the digital marketing realm or or as a business who is focused on it a lot. A lot of people out there don't engage. It's not their bag. They don't do it. They are voyeuristic to the nth degree and they want to watch the content. They want to see what you're doing. They want to follow you uh, and they want to look at every post, but they're not interested in hit and like and stuff. That's not something that everybody does. As a digital marketer, I like everything. I'm like, da -da 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 -da. right? I like everything. I'll sit on LinkedIn. I'll sit on Instagram. My wife's like, Instagram, huh? And I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Because I follow people that I like with content that I like, and I want to give a like out, right? I know, I know what the benefits are of, I don't even the benefits, but I just, I, I, I know what it feels like to be like, cool. We tried really hard on that video, and this many people liked it. 
thank you guys. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to give back on it. But ultimately, there's always 20, 30, 50, 100 percent more people who will view your content than will engage. So, yeah, I guess I guess it's just you, you never want to get too lost in the views, in, in, in the likes, because it's getting out there more than you can see. Yeah, that's so true. I um I even feel bad if I'm like going through if like I'm not paying attention, I'm going through somebody's like content. I'm like, oh, that's really awesome. And then I'll like make sure to follow them or what I do is I'll screenshot their handle and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna send them a message later when I'm not like walking to the car or like yeah. doing something. I'll go back and so I have nice. all these screenshots of people that I think are super cool that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna send them a message. I'm gonna reach out to them. And you know, not not all the time do I follow back up just cause you know, there's there's always so much to do and so many things going on. It is, but sometimes when you do send over that message, that can genuinely make someone's day. And making someone's day today could mean that they continue. Maybe they were thinking, oh, I don't know if this is for anyone. No one's ever liked it. No one's ever sent a nice message. And they get a message from Fahana from out of the blue from someone they're not connected with. And it's like, wow, I'll keep trying. Well, who's to say that that person continues to create content and creates the next great movie, the next great song, the next great whatever? Because they got, I, I think it's, um, there's a lot of advertisements in the UK recently um, about like what you can do to help small businesses. And actually the answer is you can like, you can engage, you can comment on stuff. If your friend owns a business, like the post, share the post, comment on that post. People that follow you will see that. You don't have to buy from them necessarily. Like we're all tight on money and you know there's an awful lot of people in an awful lot of different places, but you can like, it's free. You can help get that engagement out. And I think it's... It's so rewarding when you are a struggling business owner, as we all have been globally um, for, for the entirety of 2020. But you try and put out stuff which people will find valuable. And, you know, being a good audience member and throwing that like back out there can can really, really be a positive spin on, on and, and help perpetuate the platforms that you love so much. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's really sweet thinking about if you message somebody that can make their day better and you know you have a genuine connection with people especially whereas people's communities or, or their daily interactions are a bit less nowadays i um started messaging five people i have so many people on all of my social media platforms that i don't speak to all of the time no, so what i started doing was just reaching out and not to sell them anything but just to say hi like how are you doing just five people every day you know like a little little thing like hey how's nice. it going like it's been a while what are you up to just to like reach out and like be like hey i'm here you know just if you I never know like what people are going through or you know really what don't. You help with and, and the one thing that we say, so it's always true. You don't know what people are going through, but actually this year I kind of do like, I've got a vague taste of what everyone has been through because we've all had this shared experience and that shared experience has not been a positive one. So I think it's so great to be able to, you know, or to reach out to people, say hi, you don't know if that's impacting someone a little harder or maybe, a, you know, a way that you have got through your bad Wednesday last week, maybe, you know, next Monday when you're talking to someone that really helps their day out. And I think the whole pay it forward thing is really important. And with so many people stuck at home, I've been incredibly lucky. I've been stuck at home with my wonderful wife. 
what a terrible time for me. You know, I wake up, I hang out with my wife all day, and we, then then we hang out all night. Like, you know, that's 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 heaven for me. But there's a lot of people stuck out there on their own who haven't had that. And I get it, you know, it's contacting people, going out there, just making a point of saying hi, getting in conversations and being positive, I think has had huge value this year. Sure, maybe not like, you know, money in your pocket value, not an ROI that you can you can walk away and say it, but a little bit of good good vibes out into the world that maybe come back to you, maybe don't, but maybe you just help someone's day out. And if that's, you know, if that's if that happens, what a great thing to, to have done. And if it doesn't, you've only wasted a message, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I also have been sharing other businesses' posts on my story. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to do at least one person a day, like just different people that I know, different businesses that I think are cool, people that are putting out good content, just to support them. Somebody sees the post on the story, follows through their page. You never know. And, you know, that doesn't mess up my pretty feed on my Instagram. <laughs> and it's still, and even people that I see have great content, I'll incorporate them. And what I do with people that have been on the show, I'll randomly find like images of them and, and put it on be like oh you know check out this episode that we did um here's the picture we have one of you coming up you're in a black t-shirt because we're doing like a little black and white like muted theme so you'll come up on that one <laughs> nice look forward to it um and what a great again what a great way of, of putting it out there and businesses that you've worked with been involved with there's i always say it to everyone there's 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 more than enough business to go around like we can all help each other even in the same industries even like you know oh we're competitors i i really don't I, I honestly think there's more people there's only one one gl pro and there's all the businesses out there that we can help it doesn't matter if we're coming up against and i from that mentality we've built nice networks of other places and other uh, and other businesses that are close to what we do but might offer something else which we don't even haven't even thought of and then being able to offer that to our clients we're very much about sharing the wealth, especially when you work with kind of, you know, big, huge companies. There is certainly ins where you as a small business won't be able to help them with everything they got. But you might be in a position to be like, oh, that that's a thing, right? You need that? I know someone who does that. It's, you know, it's not my thing, but I know someone who does that in introduction. That always comes back. We, we, we're having it now. We helped out so many people during and before lockdown that um, – referrals are a plenty now now the world's opened up a little bit again there's some budgets to be spent there are absolutely tons of referrals to be like hi for no money at all this guy helped me live stream this or for no money at all i want to do that and he just helped me and had a conversation with me by the way my brother works at lloyd's bank or he works at this you know. oh wow not why we did it not even you know not at all the reason for going out and helping people the reason we help people was that we could and if you can you should right but it's amazing to see how many times that that good karma that goes out there it will come back and you will be repaid for it and that messaging can almost be as strong as the as the uh, you know a billboard ad in times square um, the referral network of going out there and people just giving good messaging about a service they received is so powerful. So go out, over deliver for people and they'll market your business and sell your business for you. 
Yeah, for sure. I love giving referrals because even, you know, being in the same industry, we all kind of focus on something specific. You know, like I'm really, I focus on brand storytelling and making the aesthetic look a certain way and coming up with a strategy. But then there's other components that I don't focus on that I'm like, okay, I need this person. I don't want to like diversify so much. But if I trust somebody, if I built a relationship with them, I'm like, okay, client, work with this person to do this component because I know that they do it really well. Yeah. And we can't do everything. It's just there's not enough hours in the day to do everything. <laughs> and, and when we started as a business, we tried. We tried to do absolutely everything. We designed websites. We made um, videos. We managed social media. We did email. We did. Uh, you want a live event? You want to set? You know, actual. You know, set up an event. We did PR, and very quickly we were like, "Cool, we're really not great at about seven of those things." So, very, you know, after trying them out, we we were finding out what worked for us, and then we managed to lean into those things. And not only we were good at, but they were profitable. For the first year is always survival, but during survival, you find out, you know, where, what's a good place to go. Where's a? <clears throat> is this work for us? Are we great at this? If, do we? Are we? Do we hate it, but we deliver it really well? Oh, oh no. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to have to keep delivering it then. Um, but in over five, the last five years of being in business, we've managed to carve that out to know, like, you know, we're great at creating content. We're great at it. We love it. We enjoy the conversations. We like the people we work with. We don't want to do X, Y, and Z, but our customers still need X, Y, and Z. So we have found people who love X, Y, and Z to go and be those guys. And I think that allows us to be passionate allows us to over deliver and allows us to to do what we do best and only what we do best and not potentially ruin a uh, you know a, a good relationship by saying well we tried we did our best on this but it wasn't really something that we were great at well you know that's great the client doesn't care about that the client just wants to see results at the end of the day for whatever they're purchasing and quite rightly so so do i if i purchase something i want it to be awesome um so you know make sure that you're awesome in everything you do and hopefully that referral happens and I, I don't think there's ever really any competitive environment that you can't build a relationship in even if you don't win the business bow out with respect and bow out you know with charm and and let people know that you're available as and when that other the person who won the bid messes up and you'll be surprised again people come back or the next time they like listen i like that guy but can you can you quote again or, or whatever it comes back down to yeah for sure there's definitely enough to go around for everyone focus on what you're really great at and keep doing that i think that when people try to do too many things that they're not really great at a that their clients don't stay they their clients walk away unhappy but b you know when you're trying to do too much you're you're just spread too thin absolutely uh the old the old saying jack of all trades master of none um incredibly incredibly true there's no point trying to do everything half well do something fantastically and go and speak to a niche who needs that and th 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 you'll find perpetual motion it will run itself you know and <clears throat> i saw uh, uh someone talk about redefining the concept of success recently success shouldn't be billions of pounds or millions of pounds or hundreds of thousands of pounds or whatever wealth looks like to you wealth isn't necessarily success success is waking up in the morning and saying like i love this i love what i do um i'm very very grateful that i'm at, i'm in that position and even through lockdown when i hated what i did because i hated everything and it was all in my kitchen and it was all continuous and it was all far too much 
I still love what I do. Like I still enjoy these conversations. I still want to do it. I don't want to do something else. And I think if you can get yourself there, then you're looking straight down the barrel of uh, success and, and happiness. Yeah, for sure. So I have a fun question that I ask all my guests. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? I get two, huh? Interesting. Um, I've always liked the uh, the not telekinesis. That's when you move stuff, but um, uh, the being able to uh, indeed telepathy. And I think probably from years of being a salesperson and never quite knowing what anyone thinks, and it's just achieving all the time. I'd love to spend a day just knowing the answers to that. And I gotta say, flying. I've never had a uh, like I've never been afraid of heights, and I've always flown a lot as a kid. Uh, my first flight on my own was, was six or seven or something like that. Uh, flew to a different country. So I think I'd love to soar above everything. I'd, I'd be fully into that, and especially if I could use my uh, my mind skills to know if any planes were coming. Then that's that's my plate. That's my area. <laughs> Mine would be to fly and to speak every language. Oh, every language is a good one, including animals. Huh. Uh -huh. I think that far. <laughs> I was just thinking of the people languages. No, I mean, that would be amazing. I, I, there is nothing better than going to a country, uh, knowing the language and having people assume you don't know the language and being able to kind of sad back and be like, aha, I know they're talking about me. <laughs> um, yeah i guess actually i i might change the old uh, uh the old telepathy and say i'd love to talk to animals i would love to know what my cat's saying that would that would that would be i'd love to know what, whatever he's got on his mind i'd love to know what's happening in there <laughs> well i want to thank you so much for being on here today it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's a any any, any time I'll be I'll be back because it's just such fun speaking to you. Yes, I've had such a great time on your show as well. And of course, all of our American listeners love the accents. Oh, darling, marvelous, marvelous, <laughs> <bloody> marvelous. <laughs> so everyone, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Brand Boutique Elite. And thank you so much, Jay. Bye, everyone.